Is this mic turned on? Wax poetic. Hi, kids. I'm a dinosaur hunter BMX rider. All the little girls dream of one day biting into a corn dog and smiling at the camera. If I ran the web, you could email dead people. Wax poetic. And I don't give a moment's focus to who does or doesn't like the sound of my voice. In the terrarium is herpes. Herpes is a hermit crab. Just say no to family values. This is Wax Poetic on Co-op Radio, CFRO 100.5 FM. So what if I write a poem like a song? Good afternoon and welcome to Wax Poetic here on Co-op Radio, CFRO 100.5 FM. I'm R.C. Weslowski. And I'm Pamela Bentley. And we're happy to have in studio our guest this afternoon, Lilia Vallis. Hi, Lilia. Hello. Happy to be here. I'm so glad you're here. We were, uh, you're, you're sort of here today to uh, represent Pandora's Collective in a bit, but Pam and I were saying that we haven't just had you on as a guest in general. Yeah, yeah, yes, as a poet. That, that was shocking to me, but here I am. <laughs> so we've, we've remedied that, and we'll yes. have you start out with the poem so that we okay. get to hear why we... And can I say Happy New Year to Absolutely. Wax Poetic? Oh, oh thank to you. To all the listeners out there, and it's also from Bonnie Nish, and, uh, you know, we're very happy you're here. Mm, you're thanks. Spreading. Spreading well, wax poetry. in people's ears. Yeah. Words, words. I think I may start with... Um, a New Year's poem, okay, and it's called Leaving. I have left my life many times. Sorry I've said you can have everything. I am starting anew. I've kissed my favorite ideas goodbye. I wish you worked, I said. Can't support you anymore. No baggage for me when I close the front door. Sun or storm, I'm walking into it. I'm learning another language, changing my fingerprints, mm. shedding my skin, whatever it takes. I say I'm leaving, but I could be wrong. Maybe I'm coming home. Who knows where I live? I've shaken hands with the past. It is past. I'm going after the future as it rises with the sun. Thanks for everything I told the past I love. I have no complaints. I wish you well. Peace. Yes, I'm leaving what was me. Kissing my ideas farewell. No baggage for me as I step into another day. Happy New Year. (laughs) And is it a Happy New Year usually there? You just tacked that on for today. I just tagged it on, yes. I, <laughs> I change the poem every time I read Oh wow! any poem. Yeah. So you are leaving it behind in a way every time. Yes, I'm... I'm or leaving something know, behind. We're, we're new people. Th- stuff happens and we're new. And you go to another country, you have to start another life. You go to another city, you're leaving behind all that mm-hmm. stuff. You've done that a number of times in your life. I have. You know this well. hemispheres, cities, Mm -hmm. cultures. It's an adventure. Has it been uh, more often than not uh, willingly, or were changes forced upon you? Well, sometimes bombs were dropped on us. Sometimes we were seeking a dream, 
you know, there's um, particularly about the U.S. I think a lot of people, as I did, had, had dreams about what a wonderful country it was, and you had to come and live in the best country in the world. And of course, after living there, here I am in Canada. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and you lived you in know, several so places in the states too. You tried out different parts of it as well. You didn't just go to one. Yes, place. I think it's. Um, it's kind of it's the modern life, and it's also if you're seeking an education. I was in Boston, um, New York City, Washington D.C., Atlanta, Georgia, San Francisco, just just to name a few mm-hmm. places. How long have you been in Vancouver? Oh, about thirty years now. Oh, it's okay. my my home. So you were here Fell when Pandora's life. Collective got started about twelve years ago, I think it was. Yes, but. Uh, I was not doing poetry then. Oh, okay. Oh, what were you doing? Were you doing anything creatively at that time? Well, I've been writing on and off since Boston and before that, actually in Australia, when I lived in Australia. But um, I I was doing social work. I was working in in inner city uh, situations and dealing with people who had post-traumatic stress. And so you're really exhausted. However, I did take poetry workshops often because you you have to balance out the crises and Mm -hmm. the the suffering in life with with the ability to transform it into something useful, Mm -hmm. beautiful, you know, so... I was doing that, but I, I didn't know about Pandora's Collective. It's actually the new technology that makes you aware of what's happening in mm-hmm. the in your community. You know, I used to go to a lot of readings in Gastown, international poets and so mm-hmm. on, but I can't even remember the name of the organization. Maybe was that the Mona storefront Fu- one, the storefront yes. poetry? Right. Yes, yes. So it was just a book written about that, published about that. That's right. And yes. I, because I didn't know about it, I was like, oh, Gastown readings. So that was why I remember it. Yes, yes. I, I went to one of those readings. Yes. Well, what you said about writing and poetry matches the kind of vision of, of Pandora's Collective, right? That, that they, they, that poetry gives us hope, right? Like that we, we, this is a way of it's, dealing with our lives. And yes, I think the motto is to inspire, mm-hmm. to, um, self-expression. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the world to take notice of itself, isn't it? Yes, isn't like yes. That? And what is your involvement with... Because uh, you, you are you here are here as a last-minute replacement. I am a last-minute But you're part of the collective. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of unofficially. I've attended a lot of the events. I um, um, have been asked to host. I, I have hosted their events. Uh, just, just kind of by doing things, we mm-hmm. we have made a connection. However, I'm not an official representative. <laughs> I am a last minute, <laughs> and uh, I I do know some of the things that are going on, and I've put together some information. So I'll do the best I can. Well, represent. Yeah, go ahead. I, I was going to say some of the th- one of the things we wanted to do is just kind of check out some of the highlights you, that you may or mm-hmm. uh, may not have had. Uh, participating in some of the Pandora's events over uh, the past year or so. Yeah, what sticks out for you? Well, uh, I know that uh, one of the big highlights for Pandora was uh, resuming the awards gala night Mm -hmm. at CBC. It's a big deal. It's a wonderful event uh, with um, 
giving recognition to people who have contributed in, in literature and poetry and so on. Um, that was after a year off. They had been doing yes. it as part of Summer Dreams, and now they are That's hooked right. it up with Word on the Street, uh, with, with Word, Word, Vancouver, Vancouver Word. Yeah. Yes, yes. That was an, it's, an a great, it's a great restart, re, uh, I think. Yes. Well, I'm glad you think so. Mm-hmm. Also, um, Pandora started Poetic Pairings, putting together two poets that may be quite different, and they collaborate on uh, um, uh, w- on the work that they will present, and then both of them present it, and it's been quite successful. So now she's making it quarterly, uh, Boninish. So we are there's one coming up soon, and we can talk and about that a bit one. later on. Yeah, I think it's in February. How are the poets chosen for that, and are they given any themes or structures to parameters? Um, no, you you can do what you like. Did, you were part of the first one, right? I was so part you, of yeah. the, I think the second, mm-hmm. yes, yes, with uh, Alan Hill, and we, and and sometimes the poets don't even meet; they don't know each other. They email each other lines, and mm-hmm. they build something. Oh, okay. Um, Alan and I met, and we kind of picked a theme, and we worked on it, and it's um, it was interesting because you both have different perspectives on a similar thing, and and it makes it richer and i think it's evolved because i from i because what i think is i hosted the very first one and that was when people were reading each other's works rather yes. than writing new stuff so the first one included uh dennis e bolin and rennie uh that's, that's right saraginis and they were reading each other's poetry and i don't know if it was just i think it was just them actually i think it was i didn't night. go to that but i heard about it i heard that it was really good it was really interesting to hear their takes on each other's poetry because their poetry is so different that, right that, and yes. hearing it in somebody else's voices you got a different understanding or experience of that work that's right because i think every reader who reads any work of art interprets it in their own way mm-hmm. because it's um, it's limitless so it's it is interesting and and sometimes that's been done at uh, <coughs> the cottage bistro twisted poets literary salon mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know the poets will change their readings and read each other's works and it's right it's um it's interesting so when is the next one of this poetic pairings i see you've got um, the information there it's a february s- poetic pairings yes Tuesday, February the 9th at Britannia. They, they occur at Britannia. And it's uh, Jamie McCarty as the host, and we have Una Bruns and David Pritchard, Sita Cardoni, Carboni and Paul Sages, Ray Sue and Wilhelmina Salmi, Cynthia Sharp and Jude Neal, and Kagan Goh and Leah Toronto. So That's quite a mix. It's it's quite a mix, yes. And... and the more different they are, the more interesting it mm-hmm. is because, you know, just uh, mm-hmm. um, the unexpected happens. And I think it's it's always good for us to get out of our routines, right. what we usually do, and try something different. It, it kind of um, frees up the brain and it probably has an effect on the next things that you write. Right, you know, yeah. You're, you're different. You've just left yourself. You're different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, for sure. I mean, I know oh, that's um, yeah. when I write, write something from Mash Poetics, it affects things afterwards as well. That's right. Um, so let's hear something else from you, poetically, rather than, you know, let's have another poem from you, if you oh, wouldn't mind. Oh, you would like another poem. Yeah, why not? Okay. And then afterwards we can talk How about... How about if I... 
read a poem <coughs> that may get me blacklisted on poetry. Okay. <laughs> All right. It's, uh, this may be, I'm glad you're doing it here. This may be my last appearance here, <laughs> folks, so I'm glad to be here. Well, it's all about changing. You know, you want to move to someplace else. <laughs> That's right. Leave it behind. Poetry. Poetry is not a book. I heard a Haida spokesman interviewed on the radio, and this is what he said. Literature is not a book. Our culture is garrulous. How are you is a dangerous question. <laughs> So now this is me. Poetry is not a book. A book freezes what once lived. Poetry escapes definition. PhDs are dissecting corpses. Poetry is alive and rebellious, inhabits the most surprising places. Prisons and ghetto streets, as well as literary salons. It rolls off the tongue of a stranger in a pub. It travels along highways that never reach the horizon. No, poetry is not a book. It's not prizes or honors. If it's not in your soul, your longest book will be empty. If it's in your soul, it will appear in everything you do. It's in the speech of a Kung Fu master, spare, concise, graceful. Poetry is not a book. It's the third eye. The marks on paper and screen are just signposts. Poetry is behind the words. It reflects the sky and reveals the heart. It knows no borders, travels freely. It existed long before books were invented and will continue long after they disappear. Mm -mm. <laughs> Poetry is not a book. It's what opens the book. Mm, it's what opens the book. Nice. Yeah, Thanks. that's great. What is your, uh, I know sometimes you do a lot of improvising, but uh, those were not. What, how do, what is your writing process? Usually early in the morning, I'm semi-awake, my critic is still asleep, and, I, and stuff just pours out, and I just write. I've lots of paper around me, uh, poems that I work with. Sometimes I wake up and I re-edit mm. something that I've done. It's almost a daily thing. I'm just in that period. I don't know how long it'll last, but it's just, it's just flowing. So... Mm. Uh, you know, anyway, like a lot of people who write, I have a notebook with me. I'm walking along the sea with, with a dog I'm looking after, and, you know, stuff comes up. I can't control it. In fact, when I started to write poetry, I did not want, I was disillusioned with the poetry scene. I didn't want to write poetry. I did my best not to write it. <laughs> and uh, <coughs> I was writing a scholarly kind of version of what I wanted to say and uh, and then I realized you have to find other scholars that agree you have to have footnotes you have to and I don't really care if people agree or not <laughs> this is my life <laughs> this is it I'm just throwing out into the crowded place uh, did you know that in Paris in the 1800s people used to write on little slips of paper what they thought and just throw it in the street and people would pick it up and read it. We've always, 
always wanted to communicate. Mm-hmm. It's like Twitter, right? It's, it's <laughs> yeah, kind of same thing. Twitter yeah. in the gutter. Anonymous. <laughs> Anonymous. Yeah. Gutter Twitter. <laughs> um, you said poetry is not a book, but are you someone who submits to magazines and stuff and you try know, to get published? Very little because my poetry is kind of different. And... Um, and I'm not good at marketing. Mm-hmm. I'm good at producing the stuff. I've like piles of it. And someone has to say to me, I, I used to send stuff to one prof, and he said, okay, enough. It's time to publish, time to publish. So occasionally now I'm doing, people have to say to me, here, send something into this this place. <laughs> so I have to do it. But I don't know, maybe... It's because I went to a convent school in Australia. Mm-hmm. Irish nuns taught me, and they were, they were wonderful. The best literary classes I ever went to were their classes. But, you know, you can't push yourself. You have to be humble. You can never <laughs> praise yourself and all that. So, so I feel like it should be just discovered, you know. Mm. Now, it's, it's, it's a childish view. I know that there's a – and it's a business. The literary world is a business as well as a – an artistic, creative world. So you need both aspects, and uh, and that's one thing that I'm trying to do. Which is why I go to a lot of readings. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. You make connections. It's also a community, mm-hmm. and it's uh, not any. I think Ford Maddox Ford. I remember reading his his autobiography, and and he has when he had kind of soirees and and poets would come to his uh, place I I think it was in England this time because he lived in France Mm -hmm. and and poets, some of them were so sensitive and it was so difficult to come and do the the connecting and all that they they would start on their bottle of wine as they get off the train and by the time they hit his door front door they collapse Mm. (laughs) (laughs) don't get their poetry out yes it's kind of it's Sweet. Uh, he was definitely not. He did not have a problem tooting no, his own horn. No, he did not. Yeah. He did not. Well, he also, and and the good part of that was that he had a publishing company. He mm-hmm. published other mm-hmm. uh, writers, so who probably couldn't, because whenever if you're doing something different or something new, it's difficult to break through, particularly. Since the universities took over the literary field and they teach creative writing, they teach a similar. <laughs> Am I offending? Am no, I, no, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm saying yeah because uh, well, I think RC would probably agree with that. Well, was it Boston Review wrote a book, no, uh, an article that universities have killed poetry because there, there is a pressure. There is a pressure to write the same way. Mm-hmm. Oh, and there's also the idea that y- you can be a writer. If you've gone to university, you don't have to go for writing. And and that, that you don't have to take a writing degree in order to be a writer. Some writers come out of those programs or are already writers before they go into those programs. But you don't have to have gone through university in order to be a writer. And that was why I, that was what I was sort of like, you know, doing a little side nod to, to RC for, because I know that that like... Well... Someone told me that I, I I went to see that movie on Bukowski, documentary, um, at Rio, and someone said, oh, you'll hate him, you know, he's got obscenities, and he's this, he's that, he was an alcoholic, right? And um, and I, and he had trouble, I think, initially w- with his work, but I loved him. 
he was alive, there was that tension between the audience. The audience was obviously university crowd. And, and, and he was hostile and the audience were hostile to him. And it was a wonderful exchange. There were obviously people who, who liked him. But he had some wonderful poetry. And, uh, and I, maybe, maybe that lack of conformity to, to whatever the style is of the day um, keeps you alive and keeps you original. And so you, you present your, whatever your experience of life was, you transform it. It's, um, it's not easy uh, being genuine because someone said, the first million words that you write, you should throw out, mm. because the first million years, it's Newsweek, it's Time mm-hmm. magazine, it's it's everything you read. You know, you you have to kind of clear your brain to get to what's genuine and important and true for you. And yeah, it's, because takes he was courage. good at that. Yeah, yeah. Despite any problems you might have with him, he was good at that. He was a great writer and a horrible person. Probably it's one of those mysteries of life. Now you, I mean, this brings up the idea of the DIY, the do-it-yourself, right? You go to readings, you get to hear people who may never be published because they may never be discovered or they may never send their work in. And it doesn't mean that there are any less poets than the people get published who are... uh, And I, I wanted to say, though, that you do have a book, right? Is it called Notes from the Fault Line? Is that Freedom a book of po- on the Fault Freedom Line. Freedom on the Fault yes. Line. Is that a book of poetry? or It's a book of poetry because uh, my first... I, I used to participate in a lot of political movements, and, and, uh, and I found that very often what it seems idealistic when it's in words, when it's put into effect, it's, it breaks apart and, and power struggles get in. And, and, and you, you know, we're, we're kind of, I think maybe as humans, we've, we've got an unstable brain. We're like this planet we're living on. It's unstable and, and people are one way in one situation and completely different in another situation. And, and since I belonged for quite a few years to a group that was here in Vancouver that was exploring what freedom was and how how we can live together without killing each other, how we can live together listening to ideas we hate and not scream at each other. Mm-hmm. I, I I remember there's one political one particular group of people who believe in this ideology almost like a religion um, and whenever I talk with them and I won't mention because it's ultimately it's it's in, in the behavior, right, mm-hmm. that people define themselves. And when you, you try to discuss a situation, try to understand it, you all you have to do is ask a question mm-hmm. that they can't send, answer, and they start screaming at you. These are well-educated mm-hmm. <laughs> people who have comfortable lives. They cannot tolerate dissent. And, and so, or curiosity. So I'm, I kind of was exploring personal, political... Um, Freedom, mm-hmm. you know, because I, th- I think there's a yearning for freedom that is prehistory. It's there in animals. They want to be free. <laughs> it's 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 there. It's in life. I think it's it's part of life. And yet we want connections, so we we also need to uh, conform to mm-hmm. some extent. We it's compromising. Opinions. That's right. Yeah. But but somewhere within us. There has to be a place where we do not sell, 
that that is not intimidated by mm-hmm. power. There there are people who have been tortured, who have been um, was it Dostoevsky had a fake uh, execution, you know, to to get him to not to criticize the society, and yet they never never succumb. I truly admire people like that, that they're true to their vision. But you you have to be true to your vision, you mm-hmm. know, to, mm-hmm. to make it worthwhile. So, um, and I read from the book. Can I read? A, sure. Oh, we probably have time to get okay. uh, oh. one more poem from you, and then we'll list okay. off a couple of Pandora's events, and uh, we'll wrap up. No, you're listening okay. to Lilia Vallis today here on Wax Poetic on Vancouver Co-op Radio, CFRO 100.5 FM. So... Other highlights of Pandora's Words on Water, we have the North Vancouver series, uh, uh, Pandora Awards scholarships, and in 2015 awarded Chelsea Camo um, a scholarship, and it's to help her get her f- first book out. They have youth uh, scholarships, uh, book camps at Vancouver Public Library, or enrollment into a college-level creative writing course. There are workshops. Pandora's provides workshops at drug rehab places, at eating disorders clinics. Again, people who are troubled in some way to, I, I think that would be very helpful to transform their experience into into something that's useful for them and for other people. And it, it helps you heal. Um, they have the National Poetry Month workshops at Jewish Community Center. Twisted Poets Literary Salon, highly successful reading and book launch series. Twice a month. I love them. And I, that's one of the things that you regularly co-host. I, I, I do pretty much, and I and I come and support. And they have the Christmas fun every year, Christmas fundraiser for children in need. Um, and I wanted to ask about the poetry contest because they do this once a year, and I know that it's on right now, and yes. the deadline is coming up. Is there? Uh, I don't think there's any particular theme, right? It's just people send in nope. their their uh, poem with a five dollar entry fee. Is that correct? Deadline is January fifteenth. Okay, so that's so coming it's up pretty soon. Cl- uh, close. So people um, get your poems into that. Where do they send them? It's five dollars per poem, um, and there's three categories: adults, teens, children. Um, I think go on the Pandora's Collective yes dot com it has to be previously unpublished uh, email your submission uh, and pay with PayPal uh, guidelines they don't accept of course published poems maximum number of lines for a single poem is 50 poems must be attached to PDF format typed with no name or address uh, involved uh, separate cover letter and, then and so judged. on so I, I think that the best thing is to go to um, well email submissions to contest at pandora's collective dot co and dot, you can, you can dot find com or dot ca dot co I have okay it must I, be dot com yeah, it's probably dot com. It's probably dot yeah, com. So that's great. Thank you. There's so much yes. going on. So they have these regular writing prompt things Absolutely. in three different locations. They've yes. got the poetic pairings coming up on February 9th at Britannia Library. We've got the ongoing Twisted Poets. Uh, I think the next one is the Cascadia Poets coming up uh, next Tuesday, I believe it is, is the next um, Twisted Poets. Is that correct? Uh, people can go Gen- look it up on the. Oh, go ahead. You have it. Yes, it's uh, January 13th, Wednesday. Uh, Upcoming features, it's the um, 
Daphne Marlott, Robert Lashley. It's the Make It True, Poetry from Cascadia. Yeah, that's going to be a really good cool. one. Leaf Some Press really good book launch, yes. Uh, great. So thank you. We don't have time to hear your poem. Unfortunately. Uh, we're running out. But we're just going to quickly list off a couple of other events uh, happening this afternoon. Starting at 5.30 is the Dewey Decibel Youth uh, Slam and Free Workshop. And it's being led today by Johnny McRae. It's uh, free, no advance sign-up. Just show up at the Vancouver Public Library in the Peter K. Room downstairs. Uh, also coming up on Friday, it is the uh, January open mic. It's a uh, poetry open mic, music, comedy, all sorts of stuff at uh, Christiane's Elysium. It starts uh, sign-ups at 8 o'clock, and it's basically at 8th and Alma Street. On Monday, Hogan's Alley, the poetry reading at the Hogan's Alley Cafe, returns. Uh, it's an open mic. I think it's all open mic this time yeah. around. Uh, starts at 6 o'clock. Timothy Shea hosts that. Do you have something else? Yeah, and on Sunday is the uh, Vancouver uh, Dead Poets Reading. Where is they it? read It's live poets <laughs> reading dead poets' work. Right, right. And where, it's where at VPL. Uh, in the downstairs, one of the downstairs it, rooms, because yeah. it needed more space, uh, and it's at I believe at three o'clock on Sunday. Okay, um, and also that is when Poetic Justice is on. It is now oh, cool. at a different place. Uh, yes, but uh, it's a new yeah, rest. cool. Lots of stuff. Anchor Poetry Slam on Monday and Wednesday next week. Uh, and Story Slam on Tuesday at the Cutters Bistro. Go to Facebook, find out all these things. Yes. There's lots of stuff happening. And divide divide yourself into different people. Yes, yeah, split, split up like uh, and time travel and DNA and all yes, that. Yes, time galaxy. travel. I like that. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, Lilia, for being our guest this well, afternoon. Thank you for having me here. It's a wonderful program. I'm glad you could fill in. I'm uh, R.C. Weslowski. And I'm Pam Bentley. And No Apologies Necessary is coming up next. You've been listening to Wax Poetic on Co-op Radio, CFRO 100.5 FM. So what? So what? So what?